Hello, welcome back to a Black Girl, a White Girl Conversations with Tita and <laughs> Tiffany. I thought you were going to say, I, I thought I was going to say Tita and you're going to say Tiffany. I was, that's okay. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, good. <clears throat> oh, good. It's perfect. So we got some stuff we want to talk about today. Um, that, of course, has been based off our own conversations that we've been having. Um, we had this conversation over text like a little while ago, so we're going to have it fresh um, right in front of you, raw and real, as we like today. Um, but I'm going to preface it with um, the text message that Tita sent me that was a LinkedIn post um, by... Elisa Glick, PhD, DEI consultant and trainer, <clears throat> award-winning educator, inclusive teaching. Um, she's a white woman. So I'm going to read the post. Okay. And then if you're a white person um, listening to this or watching this, like just watch what shows up for you um, as I did when I, <clears throat> when I read this. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? No, go ahead. It was to you, two white women. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> She's writing it from a yeah. white woman to it's, white women. So go ahead. So <laughs> this is for white women. Oh, this is for white people. Especially oh, white people. White, white women. Okay. Yeah. Please stop posting about how America is turning into the hands made tale. Please stop asking who's next. America has been the handsmaid's tale for black, brown and indigenous women. Let me say that again. The future you fear is the reality of black, brown and indigenous women's history in the US. I know you're angry, horrified, sad and scared. Maybe like me, you live in a red state and no longer have the legal right to abortion you had two days ago. So this was last week, right? Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you're now waking up to the fact that reactionary forces seek to strip women and marginalized communities of their autonomy is a system of great privilege. Let's use our privilege and power to work in solidarity with marginalized communities, especially communities of color, for racial and economic justice, LGBTQIA2S plus, right? (laughs) yeah i think yeah everyone's included there i think um rights and access to reproductive health care for all okay so that's one part now i'm gonna um share my screen for those of you that are watching you can watch this and for those of you that are going to be listening um it's a post by dr han wren if you want to follow her on instagram via tiktok um and she's basically playing a white woman and a woman of color. She is actually a woman of color. She's playing a, two people at once. So for those of you yeah. that, that are listening, um, that's what's happening. And for those of you watching, it'll be pretty obvious. So let me. And she's a- Asian, by the way. Her yeah. ethnicity is Asian. She's Asian, um, an Asian woman of color. Um, mm-hmm. So let me just refresh and then put the sound on. Can you see that, Tita? Is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you going to the march today? We have to do something. I can't believe they would do this to our bodies and our rights. This is this is unfair. This is oppressive. No, I'm going to sit this one out. We saw this coming. What have you been doing before today? It's been happening to black and brown folks. 
Are you saying that I haven't been doing the work? I've been doing the work, okay? I'm so sick of this narrative. I even bought the book, Doing the Work, by the holistic psychologist. Buying that book does not mean you've been doing the work. Now is not the time to be divisive. You know, not all white women are like that. I am one of the good ones. And instead of seeing that, you're choosing to attack me. No one's attacking you. I'm just saying I'm not going to the march because I'm choosing to organize in other ways. Well, I don't think you even care about women's rights. You know, this is personal to me. I've had an abortion. And until you've had that experience, you'll never understand. Hey, are you going to the march? So, <clears throat> there's a lot to unpack here. Um, and I want to preface it with when I read that post um, that Tita sent, and then I watched this, I did have a reaction that was, um, <clears throat> it felt like I was being othered, blamed, dismissed as a white woman <clears throat> in parts, not all parts. However, because, you know, I have Titar and my partner and other people of color around me constantly, <clears throat> honestly, I have the luxury of being educated and I feel like I'm pretty well informed and inform myself I could see obviously the bigger picture and what it meant um, and posted something about it on our Instagram post around dear white women before you boycott actually 4th of July because a lot of women were boycotting. White women were deciding to boycott Independence Day, which I have boycotted for quite a few years. Um, what that meant and how they could actually be proactive in that rather than stamping their foot and saying it's unfair and really realizing that women of color, particularly black women, marginalized um, identifying people have not been uh, had their body autonomy or felt independent for centuries. So there's two folds here. There's an understanding that took place for me. And there was also like, um, a frustration and disappointment around what I was seeing around social media that still felt like very divisive around women of color. <clears throat> um, I don't know if this is the right word, but somewhat shaming white women for finally waking up. And I get that, right? Like Tita will probably talk about the exhaustion around it. I get that. And what I want to kind of unpack with Tita is the conversation around understanding her viewpoint more, right, talking to that more and what we can do so there's less, and she said it in that, like less divisiveness and less like you're not the feeling of <clears throat> you need to do better. I get that you're trying to do better. Um, how do we come together and heal that gap? The, the extreme with Dr. Han Ren, or not even the extreme, the obvious part with Dr. Han Ren was that she totally went into victim mode which I think is pretty, um, I would say, probably common for white women. And then mm -hmm. I think there's more aware white women that are doing their best and still getting um, kind of shamed for not, their best not being good enough. So mm -hmm. that's what I just wanted to share because I feel like the white women that are going to be watching this probably had... Uh, the same kind of reaction that I did, adverse reaction or like, well, nothing I do is good enough or <clears throat> um, or even to the other extreme, victim mode, right? Well, that kind of is victim mode. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, that's the conversation from my part that we're bringing forth. And then Tita, when I showed her that video before, <laughs> I mean, you speak to it because I mean, it, it was true and unique and honest to you. So you speak to it. Um, I, I don't remember what I exactly said, but basically like, I just kind of like, ugh. like <laughs> is that what you mean? When I saw the video, I was just like, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Like, video, right. And then yeah. to like the post where you sent that to me. To, oh, oh yeah, two, yeah. Two things there, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the post from LinkedIn, um, well, there's a couple things that you said though that I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I think, yeah, before, because I think it's oh, a great here. opportunity to um, digest. Like, first of all, when you're feeling, when, if somebody feels shame, I'd rather, I'd want to break that down because why do you feel shame? Like, why do you feel like you're being shamed, right? Because that's really something internal, right? So like, I, I, I would love to hear more why if they're white women are feeling shame from um, these last few weeks of individuals talking about how brown and black women have been going through uh trying to um be whole in society whereas this <clears throat> robe versus versus way i think kind of more so i see that it really does affect women's decisions where it's more of them feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't be whole in America. And so it that's where I think if people want to say woke, whatever, right? That's where the, um, I, I feel the perspective is coming is because it's something that's really has, as they say, hit home. It's something that's really like um, can affect their um, livelihood, right? So but where's the shame? Like, I, I'm trying to understand, like, how, 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 how are you feeling shame? Like, even with you, for, for instance, because you, I'm talking to you, what transpired for you to feel like you're being shamed when these discussions are brought up that these Black women have been going through these for centuries? Autonomy, uh, being privileged with their body, being able to show up whole I'm just curious like what what was that like when you said you felt like you're being shamed what was that I think it comes from a place of like um uh, kind of what I was saying before like as a white woman I'm still learning right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and Again, this is not um, coming from a place of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, I didn't know what I didn't know, and mm -hmm. then I did start to know what I. I woke up, like like you said, mm -hmm. woke, and then I did start to know and recognize and do mm -hmm. the work and try my best and get it wrong and get it wrong again and then show up and learn more, right? And mm -hmm, so even mm -hmm. when you sent me that post around the LinkedIn thing, around um, Black women and body women's 
being subjected and not having autonomy for years, I had to go back and do more research around that to make sure I fully understood what that meant, right? Mm-hmm. But the tone of some of the um, posts and things I've seen from women of color is like, kind of like, <clears throat> um, Handmaid's Tale, F the 4th of July, finally, you know, you, you care, right? And um, that's, not, that's not good enough. Like nothing's ever good enough. Like no matter how much I try and be a better ally, a better person of colour, educate myself, I'm still not getting it right. And that mm-hmm. becomes frustrating and it becomes divisive and it's like, well, where, you know, where can I, um, um, this is my initial reaction, right? Like mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. then like, okay, well, wh- where do we go from here kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So it's around mm-hmm. like the shame of around of like, okay, I didn't know. And mm-hmm. that's shaming me because I didn't know. Now I go and educate myself more and I'm doing my best and that's still not good enough. So that's shaming me again. Mm-hmm. Right. So that feels mm-hmm. like very like you can't ever get it right. And I also said to you, I totally see why this is exhausting and um, annoying. And I can imagine, I can only imagine because I still have that place of privilege. So it's that it's like we we try. I try. I can't speak on behalf of everyone. So I'm just going to speak on behalf of me. I try. And I'm still not getting it right. And okay. that first post oh. is from a woman of color, uh, from a white woman. And it's still kind mm-hmm. of like, you go, mm. however, mm-hmm. I also want to preface or, or say, I'm going to write something down. Uh-huh. Yes, remember. Um, I've done exactly the same thing um, as a so called ally, as a white woman, where I've gotten angry and frustrated with other white women and started to shame them. I've done it with my mm-hmm. posts and things like that. So I think my evolution, keep calm and evolve, she's wearing the hat, is really trying <laughs> to understand more about what I don't know as a white woman, more about where I can show up and be a better ally, more about where I can educate myself, but more so where I can be um, a better ally to women of colour, but a better friend to white women having felt the same shame of being shamed and not being good enough to educate them on how to navigate this kind of murky water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to bring you to some operative language. And I, again, I can't like how you can't speak for all uh, white women. I can't speak from all Black women, but just being around Black women and having conversations. Okay, number one, you said you try. Number one, being Black in America, we try. Number two, you said, I don't feel I'm good enough. Anything I do is not good enough. Number two is Blacks are saying anything we do is never good enough. We can have AIDS, we can go get the M- MBAs, the PhDs, become a doctor. It's still not good enough in America. So it's interesting when you think about the language. And I think when 
black women are kind of just like, I'm just putting out what's on my mind. I'm tired of having to um, bite my tongue. Mm -hmm. That's what you're reading. You're reading just like, it's almost that I call it like, you know, how I was saying the revolt, the revolutionizing um, way of moving forward with verbalizing we're not going to be um, dismissed anymore. We're not going to, you know, uh, what's the word that I used to say? Not play into it. Um, I can't think of the word right oh, now. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you said. Uh, yeah, you know, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> We're both had a long day today. Well, um, well, not be complicit. Not, um, complicit. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Complicit or unfortunately and it's not not worrying about what you're going to feel <laughs> because we're not responsible for what you feel right mm -hmm. and it's not coming from a place of being i think divisive i think it's coming from a place to like this is real this is real people's lives and and when we've been dealing with what the system has designed for so long, you just get to a point where the empathy to just kind of figure out how you can work with a situation is like, no, I want you to figure it all out. And if you feel like I'm being de de divisive, divisive, then maybe like you're saying, it's just taking a step back and really trying to, okay, let me understand this more, okay. Why am I taking this personal? Okay, yeah. can I take a step back and really, like, really listen and learn and really, really try to be objective so I don't immediately take offense to this? Because why does this really bother me? But let me really, really hear what they have to say. And at the end of the day, it probably all makes sense. And yeah, yeah when you're exhausted, you're exhausted when you're tired you're tired when you're done you're done and when you're exhausted you're not going to be at your best to verbalize in a very diplomatic way and social media allows us to be able to be very very authentic sometimes yes some people might come across very um very determined <laughs> I like that determined very determined <laughs> and how they verbalize and it can go both ways right um so I say all that to bring it home is my first thing that I want to say from my perspective is anybody's getting triggered by language especially if you're white getting triggered by um a black person's language <sighs> it's really it, it if possible, if possible, you, yes, you might, you won't get your head wrapped around everything because you're not black America, but if possible, when you're hearing and seeing what's going on, like when you saw that the uh, Roe versus, versus Wade was like a, like you felt like something major was stripped from you. Think about that and magnifying so many ways from going to a grocery store, going to the post office, going to work, going to school, 
going to the library, just being it, just, just trying to be in America, all the little different microaggressions, all the different systems that are in place that just makes it just so much more challenging just to be who you are. Try to come from that lens before you go straight into thinking that you're being judged. That's that's what I can say because I don't I don't think when like if when I'm writing something and I'm like white because I share this and I was like yes white women um this is a great message for you we desperately like need your assistance we need your help you know and for me it's like yeah I'm sure there's some people who looked at that some white women look at that and like oh my god how dare her but it's just it's just being it's just being truthful I think it's really just being truthful like because think about it white women actually I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it real are very powerful they have like they can make a huge difference when it comes to Capitol Hill they can make a huge difference when it comes to changing some policies when it comes to um, kicking out some white men and getting in some seats, they can get there a little bit easier than black and brown people at this juncture. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that this will actually propel white women to step into um, a different narrative and really move a needle. And when, and as far as like the hands man, hands made tell thing, I don't know for certain, but I think where black people are getting annoyed with the whole post is when they're putting the hands made, hands made tails with the black power fist. Oh, I haven't seen that. I think, yes, I, that's the one I've seen circling around because yeah. it's taking the suffrage of what black women went through and and then they're having white women on that too so they have like brown they have like they do the like you know there's white a little bit lighter brown and then dark brown and then with the hand up yeah so it's like it it's like they there still is a difference like yes we're women and 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 this road versus way affects all women but there's still, unfortunately, a significant um, difference in the suffrage of black and brown women, right? So I think that merging it is a cop, a little bit of a, I don't want to say cop out, but merging it takes away, dismisses mm. what black women have gone through and what they've actually fought mm -hmm. for, mm. right? So that's for me, that was because, because women, we're all affected, like by anything that it's going to affect a woman, it's going to affect all women. Right. So I don't think handmaid, handmaid's tale is just like, she did say like, oh, you know, for black, brown and women, I don't, I, I think it's affect all women. Right. So I, I'm not saying like handmaid's tales is just like, really should be, um, denoted or noted for black women. But I think when you're merging um, the Roe versus Wade and human or women rights 
that whole suffrage or that whole um, discrimination with what brown and black women have gone through, that's mm. when it becomes um, no, 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 no. <laughs> complete, complete difference. Yeah. So that's where I've seen my people, my brown people are much more frustrated with the hands made tell of where it's showing the white women with the brown women and then the black girl going like this. And that makes total, obviously that makes total sense. So there's so much that you said there that I want to respond to and unpack. <laughs> yes, yes. Because I, I had to like, yeah. I wanted to make sure I was clear because you know me, my brain can go a certain way. So I was going slower so I can make sure I just made the point. And I hope I did. <laughs> you did, you did, you did, you did. And a few things unfolded or kind of like clicked into place for me as, expressed when you asked me the question where does the shame come from and then you started to express like the 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 other side of that right um and then when you started to talk about like and we talk about this all the time like Mm -hmm. we're not all the same you must see color and okay white women now you're getting your you know, more of your um, autonomy and your body and your rights being taken away and you're viscerally feeling it, you're waking up to or getting an experience of what Black women have been feeling for centuries, right, since Mm -hmm. they came here, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that you expressed that and you explained that and and you shared that for those of you that maybe haven't had these conversations or or didn't know that from from what Mm -hmm. we shared there's something else that you shared around um what was it oh um not being responsible for how other people feel not at all like we're responsible for how we feel so checking into our triggers and our shame and what all that comes from um is something that I do, but I've had to work at it. And I think for us saying that to people, because we do the work and we we heal and we have the conversations and we get therapists mm-hmm. or whatever, it's not always an easy thing to do, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think sometimes I've definitely said it flippantly, like just check in with yourself and see where the triggers come mm-hmm. from and not giving much spaciousness for those that like, it's just not that easy to do in mm-hmm. life at all, whether you're having an argument with a partner or you're facing someone pointing their finger at you and saying, you're not doing a good enough job, white woman, like wake the F up, right? <laughs> I, I, there's all these things you were saying that I was starting to recognize in myself where I've fallen short in not only mm-hmm. being, being an ally for women of color, but being an ally for white women because- mm-hmm when you were sharing about not being responsible for other people's feelings and, you know, um, women of color, black women, your friends are tired and they're just going to say what they're going to say. And I think that's really important because I watched you go through this too, but (laughs) where you went through this real healing journey, right. Where you were just like, not for nothing. You did not care. You were not complicit. You were saying what you needed to say. You were getting it out there. And now I think that I'm going through that place. 
being really angry. Like I already was, but I didn't right. know how much. And now my anger is getting even more escalated. And I say that because I sat in a meeting this morning, uh, yesterday morning with six men, five of them mm-hmm. white men, um, one, per- sorry, five of them white men, seven men and two men of color. And they said, what did you do for 4th of July, Tiffany? And I went, I did not celebrate 4th of July. I have not celebrated 4th of July for quite some years. And I said, because it's only um, Independence Day for a certain person. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's great. I, okay, I want to hear what happened. Because if I said that, oh, they just went, it was, they were all really uncomfortable. And then one of them said to me, well, Tiffany, you choose to live here. Of course, of course, that's going right? to come Which back. Full of all many, so many things. And I also said, you know, I also don't celebrate Australia Day, which is kind of easier to do from here, but I don't celebrate Australia Day. And it was left at that. It was an uncomfortable silence. Mm-hmm. But that came from a place of anger, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think what I'm coming to of this place of like still feeling shame around Mm -hmm. not getting it right I'm not doing enough I'm not educated enough I'm still naive I'm still ignorant like all the things like woe is me victim victim like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's that part that I do unpack right Mm -hmm. the work on Um, Mm -hmm. the other part I'm realizing is where I come back to being a better ally for white women is how can I show up now where they don't, there's less opportunity. Like I can't negate all of it, right? Like I'm not responding mm-hmm. to my feelings, but there's less opportunity where they're going to feel like they're mm-hmm. getting it wrong all the time. And mm-hmm. I think that's where I speak to you sometimes around like this divisiveness really bothers me. And how do we bridge that gap is like, I think Mm -hmm. there needs to be eventually once we go through our pain and our frustration and all the different spectrums of the things that we're going to go through. And this is what, where I've watched you too, is where there becomes now like an either like, "Eh," like, let it go. Like, I just can't even be bothered. It's not worth having the conversation or there's a softness that comes about where like, you know, I'm going to have this conversation. So you, like you just did where maybe the people that are ready or um, on the cusp or more willing to can actually feel the opportunity more to do the work, Mm -hmm. have the conversations, all those sorts of things. So um, that, that was that. The last thing I want to say is, and this has been a big aha for me, big aha, is that as frustrating and annoying and challenging and all the things that I've emotionally gone through in the last month, particularly, but the last week or so around Roe v. Wade and the conversations that have been taking place um, that I've watched or been a part of around black women have women of color have been living with this for centuries. And now that women that um, do not have access to good health care or do not mm-hmm. are not respected in a way mm-hmm. when they go into the healthcare system in hospitals, because we know 
um, black women and women of color have more um, high death um, mortality mm -hmm. rate give birth. Um, mm -hmm. It is going to affect them more, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's going to affect them more than white women just because of our privilege. Mm -hmm. And also there's conversations that are going on a place that this is definitely a race decision. Mm -hmm. like, like there's that whole conversation around the, the people in power put this Roe v. Wade into place to mm -hmm. um, suppress and oppress and eradicate and um, create more white, um, like who was it at the Trump rally, that white woman that said um, this is a big... Oh, yeah win for white, for white people she said this is a big <laughs> for white people oh i somebody because you know i haven't been in the news but i heard somebody say that and then she said oh no i meant something else and she said yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so and then, yeah. I, then i was like what does she mean by big win so that more white, women white have babies will be born and there'll be more right supremacy and then we know that even though it affects black people and there'll be more black ba babies the truth is there'll be more black um and people of color um mortalities because of mm -hmm. yeah and the truth is she just admitted that more white people have an abortions because i mean you know how it's always really talked about that yeah. it's more brown because you know the, the the narrative is like oh it's going to affect it's just really going to affect brown and black people yes it's going to affect but it's also going to a lot of white women don't have babies. Like they terminate their babies. So I got that. Yeah. But it's not really said, you know, it's not really discussed, correct? So right. yeah. um, she just basically told on on white women. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> well, I have the so my whole point but, is, mm -hmm. is that as challenging as this is as this is for Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. um, it's shaken up white women, mm -hmm. right, enough to then ho hopefully, how do I put this into words, um, to actually start this unity, proper unity, mm -hmm. where we can come together and overturn this again. So mm -hmm. as crazy as it sounds, like the divisiveness that's happening around women of color, black women saying white women wake up, we've been living with this for centuries. Now, white mm -hmm. women, as you said, white women actually have more power to do more good at this point in time that can make a difference, right? So white women mm -hmm. can now start to rally for all women and see that, mm -hmm. that we can make a change together because this will be overturned again. It's not going to stay like this. It, mm -hmm something about mm -hmm. it we can't just complain mm -hmm. about it but it will change again like i mm -hmm. truly believe on a more like um bigger universal spiritual level like systems mm -hmm. are breaking down mm -hmm. people white men i'm just gonna say white men are feeling the change happening so they are doing everything that they can to grasp at the old to sustain the system and the white supremacy that they're fearing will go away mm -hmm. and we're not going to stand for it anymore. And so even though um, the Roe v. Wade is mm -hmm. horrible, it affects, it affects all white women, except for mm -hmm. those that are religious and 
indoctrined into mm-hmm. the white man's way. It's something that finally really truly affects white women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And please, some of those indoctrined they behind the scenes have had abortions without their husbands knowing because of the controlling nature of the household, they didn't want to bring another child in. Yeah, the, there's so much, under, there's a lot that could be under, well, uncovered. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, religion, all the things. But I just, mm-hmm. I think that there's there's something way bigger at play here that we cannot see yet because we're in this place of grief that's going to affect bigger change than what we can currently understand or fathom or know because I've heard mm-hmm. time and time again that women, white women, and I don't like saying it, but I think at this point in in our history, it is that it is white women. Well, it is. At the end of the day. And I think on top of that, oh sorry, were you finishing that? Oh, I think on top of that though, because where white women can change to like you're talking about the um the language, you know. Let's I mean, we're we're all one human race at the end of the day. And we just have different ethnicities and different cultures. And with the beauty of that, I mean, to have different ethnicities and cultures. And I think white women can help um, bridge that gap. We're all privileged because we're all humans, right? And so the divisiveness keeps staying when we do keep saying too, oh, because since you're more privileged, you're more privileged that language has to stay because I'm privileged just as much as you're privileged, but because we have systems that want to um, honor the white skin, Mm -hmm. I need you to go in and do some stuff right now because we all are privileged, you know? So that also needs that when, because otherwise, even if white women want to become allies, we have to have them come, go be allies equally. We can't necessarily have them go be allies thinking like, oh, because I am privileged, I can do this. No, I am doing this because this is a greater good for society. Exactly. This is going to be a better, you know, um, outcome for the ecosystem all around because it really does affect us all. That is more the mindset that needs to happen. So even that has to change to me. And the other thing, we also have to be extremely mindful that in today's structure that people seem to forget, there are still a very small percentage of white men that do get to carry out the narrative. And do you not think that the Supreme Courts and whoever else is behind those people did not know, did, do you not think that they thought there wouldn't be, um, what am I trying to say? Do you not think that they weren't aware that the white women and black women would fight? Oh, oh, do you think that that's smart? Oh, girl, come on now. Really? That's what I'm saying. There's powers to be still that are running narratives yeah 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 okay we have to come together Uh, and 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 so they knew that this i mean come on now there's people planted in our country that to 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 disrupt that you see a a profile of a black woman 
that could be, you don't even know who is really behind that profile. You could see a profile behind a white woman. You don't really know who's behind that profile. I'm just saying that people need to stop thinking linear on stuff and realize that a lot of this stuff is by design too. Oh, you know what? To keep, to keep division, to keep confusion. So where we have to get smart is realize that and break that shish down by saying, you know what? We all are on this earth. We all exist. No one's more privileged than anybody else. Let's come on. Let's let's unify. Let's come. I don't even know the word unify. Let's become, you know, yeah, unify, right? Yeah. yeah. Whatever, girl. Don't woo, don't get me started. But because you know, it's just we've got to get beyond primitive thinking. Oh yeah. That's the problem. We're stuck in this primitive way and not realizing that we're actually the, we're all the puppets. And so and I've said this before, but we're continuing to play into the puppets. This is part of that. Let's let's um change our language, you and I language, see what you think when st- stop using the word privilege. White women have more privilege and say white women have more advantages. Mm-hmm. They have more structure to do some changes. Well, they, just, they have more, they currently, because of the system, yeah. more advantages. Yeah, I like that, that you said about privilege, because especially, well, in a first world country like America, we do have yeah. a lot. Girl, I'm privilege. privileged, okay? I am very privileged. All right, I'm, shoot. So no, just because your skin is a different color for me, it don't mean that you're more than, lesser than or anything, Absolutely. right? And I think, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's- so that's what I'm just saying. So those are the things, those things matter, right? Because we're the way the language makes a huge difference. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, this was a good unpacking. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. A lot, lot going on. <laughs> a lot, a lot of good on. stuff. You know, I know we didn't even get to break down the 4th of July, but I mean, I'm like, oh, we haven't celebrated that in a long time. Like, yeah. that's another thing that Black people hadn't really. I and mean, so it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm glad you. The independence. Decided- who, who, who has independence in this country? There's only one person, peoples, that have it, and that's white men. So um, let's leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's a a lot going on. There's lots of of things um, that you can do to um, help people that need to have an abortion. I'll post it in our, um, on our Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. I, I, one of the things I said in my post, if you want to go and see it in, um, on Instagram is that like, let's not fight, let's not fight against Roe v. Wade. Let's come together and find a solution. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of divisiveness, although I'm feeling very divisive towards white men right now, not all white men. (laughs) Um, 
certain white men. So I think, you know, back to what you were saying about language, like let's change the language. I think that's important. I think you make a really good point. Anyway. Um, yeah, because that's why I don't, I don't, I think I told you, I, I can't stand minority. I don't, I'm fine if you call me black women because I'm black, but minority means lesser than. And I get when they were saying, okay, because there's less numbers, but still when people unfortunately have been conditioned minority meaning like not as equal or minority meaning like not as prevalent, you know, not as um, important. How do you feel? I've been using the word marginalized, marginalized identifying people. How does, how does that feel? I mean, I think it still puts us in a bucket. So the thing is, I want to respect, like, I get it because the structure is set up. So the structure is set up, like, especially when it, when it comes to resources and when it comes to um, social service and different things, I understand where that language needs to be used because it's helping them kind of compartmentalize what changes need to be happen because somebody's being marginalized, you know, I get it from that perspective, but I don't necessarily like it from just um, society just putting people yeah. in a um, a box because again, since we're so primitive in our thinking, it's hard to think outside like, oh, this is just means because they've been oppressed for so long that it's marginalized advancement in society not necessarily because of their race where there's a lot of people white people that would think that seriously because of what they seriously think that oh they haven't advanced because they're just they're born they're not born um intelligent because that's been the language that has been out there right yeah and i've learned i know we gotta go but I learned this whole thing call um, from this keep calm and evolving. I'm hoping we can bring Dr. Alana on actually. Um, confirmation bias. <laughs> like you will stay biased in a certain oh, situation yeah. right. by finding resources that just support them. I mean, Fox versus CNN for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox. So. Yeah. So yeah, so you're gonna go find information that thinks because you're not born white that literally like because of I can't remember his name and we talked about it like he literally said our brains are smaller like we literally are not as intellectual, but when you look at the numbers of like where black um, educational attainment is versus white again you have to fill all those layers. It's not because we're not capable. It's because of systems that were designed to um, lessen the our invent, advancement. And that's why margin, that's where marginalized came from, stems from. It's not because we're not capable. Whereas a lot of folks, unfortunately, if they're not brown and black, marginalized to them is meaning like, yeah. oh, they just don't have the wherewithal or the stamina to do good yeah. or to not do good, but you know, to advance. Yep. So language matters, language matters. All right. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, experts you want to bring in, um, 
we're open to having the conversations, we're open to having the uncomfortable conversations, and we really hope that you are too. Um, jump on over to our Instagram, a black girl, a white girl, Facebook, mm -hmm. a black girl, a white girl, our um, podcasts on all the channels, a black girl, a white girl. What did I miss? Anything? Share, no. like. Um, I think you hit it all. Get your friends to watch us. Um, yeah, all the things. Tita and Tiffany, a black girl and a white girl. Yeah, and if you can't find a black girl or white girl, which you should be able to if you Google, just Google the famous Tita Walker and then you'll find us. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thank you.